Hey, 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 VHL, Frostbeard speaking, and you are listening to Jardy's Hacking Podcast. Yet another edition of Jardy's Hacking Podcast. I'm your host, Jardy D10, and we have quite the special episode for you today. Did I say we? <laughs> yes, I did. I, of course, just mean me. But the reason the episode is special is because, listen, just listen really hard. Do you hear that? Hopefully not. I'm not driving. Uh, there's not any background noise yet. At least not until my heater kicks in, uh, my furnace. I am coming at you, not live, from my camper in southern Saskatchewan, southwest Saskatchewan, in the goddamn campground. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to do this one. I had to sit down for this because, fuck, it's been a very long time since I've had a hecking podcast. I mean, I've done plenty of chode-sodes. And admittedly, I'm going to attempt... Well, fuck, if it goes long, that's fine. I want to try to keep this brief, but fuck, so much has happened that I've wanted to cover. I was going to cover the the Prospect Tournament, and I will, but I was going to do it really thoroughly. I was going to introduce my new segment called the Noob Train, or the fucking Welcome Wagon, or whichever sound bit I want to go with. It's not a new segment, but I was going to... I don't know, I was going to do a whole big thing on it. Uh, I don't know, there's a lot going on now here in the VHL. Uh, playoffs have wrapped up. Uh, the Malmo Nighthawks are the Continental Cup champions, while the Miami Marauders have won their second Founders Cup in three seasons. Um, and, yeah, there was a VHLE draft tournament that happened. That was already a week or so ago, a couple weeks maybe even. That was a long time ago. And then, yeah, the the World Junior, or not the World, actually the World Juniors have started. There's that too. That's happening. Um, and also the Prospect Showcase. Uh, I don't know if that's still ongoing. Or that might probably wrapped up by now, but there's a lot going on. And I, I did, like I said, I wanted like a full episode uh, to highlight our our new enthusiastic members, but we'll see. We'll, maybe we'll touch on it a bit. Uh, Want to give a special shout-out, special thanks to Frostbeard. That was an unreal intro. He's <laughs> so good. I should probably get him to do that every week. Like, yeah. Thank you, Frostbeard. You are an angel. And I want to touch your face, uh, as well as other body parts, maybe. Um... This episode is also not brought to you by Big Albert and Juice. I get Juice and Peace mixed up all the time because they both have five-letter names that end in C-E. 
and they both played for Toronto at one point. Or Peace is the GM of Toronto, and and Christoph Welch played for Toronto, I think, or something. Anyway, I get them mixed up all the time as a result now. Anyway, this episode is not brought by Juice and Big Al because I don't do show notes, you fucking losers. I don't need them. As a result... Oh, there it is. There's my heat. As a result... Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. But that being said, let's just dive right into it. I just killed the furnace altogether. I'll just freeze to death, okay? It's fine. Uh, the first thing I'll touch up on is... Uh, something I just saw, because it's my first, pretty much my first time logging in today. Quick resigned officially this morning from the blue team. Um, he has been a blue team member for a bit. Uh, I think he probably stepped up after I left about three years ago, so he's been at it for quite some time now. Uh, Quick is an OG member, or close enough to one. Um, yeah, he joined either you know, season one or within the first five seasons, one of the two. Um, so yeah, he's just been in the VHL in general for a very long time. Uh, his player, Christian Mangle, is the single biggest disappointment of season 79. And just in general, keeping up with uh, his theme there. So, yeah, it's unfortunate to see him go, all jokes aside. Uh, I've always been fond of Quick. Uh, he actually made my profile picture, my avatar on the forum, years ago. <laughs> Literal years ago, like while um, Jardy Bunkworth was still playing in the league. I probably got that um, avatar and have not quite been using it since. What I used to do was get a new avatar for every player uh so that happened for a while um up until naomi young would have been the last one if she had one which i don't remember i i really just don't remember um but definitely definitely cal g got one uh anyway good uh i guess at quick i will tag him I should maybe add, I'm going to have show notes. Oh yeah, I'm going to have, you know what, I'm on the, I'm, right, I'm recording this on the laptop, I can do crazy shit, like having show notes. Um, so, in the show notes, at quick. Um, quick, thanks for being commissioner, man. Uh, it sucks. Uh, it's a shitty job, but at least you got paid for it. Um, <laughs> and you did it for a long time, and you did it well. Uh, you started a very stupid theme with the uh, the one about, um, you know, title, announcement title. What's where I'm looking for? I'm just going to go with theme, trend, whatever. Um, but you know what? It's a nice thing to meme now. So if anyone who's not a commissioner has a uh, wants to make a topic title, they can call it the one about this and that. Uh, I think what upsets me the most about your announcement I don't want to say theme Trent no whatever the thing that annoys me most about this friends shit is that you never capitalized the, your topic titles although fuck I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at the one about inactives on VHL rosters and the season 78 cap and I feel like one and about should be capitalized everything else you have right um 
yeah, let's do the top five butchered fucking uh, <laughs> butchered topic titles. The one with the new commish. Uh, yeah, no capitalized there. You're a fucking disaster, quick. Learn grammar. Uh, fucking good day to you. Uh, next up in our most recent news, we've got Hall of Fame induction for this season. Uh, so we've got a little fun one this this time around because we have Wesley Kellinger, who retired in season 40, and nearly 40 seasons later <laughs> has made it into the Hall of Fame. Uh, yes, I, I don't remember anything, but I definitely, obviously it's Jericho's player, uh, and he was incredibly good, uh, very hyped, because Jericho was a little TPE whore, as we called it, as we probably still call it, back in the day. Uh, so a slam dunk first overall pick. So good that, yes, as Victor mentioned in the Hall of Fame article, Quebec, which was GM'd by, I think, Boobabi at the time. Or Kordak, I get the two mixed up. Um, uh, but yeah, traded... <laughs> Traded two seasons worth of draft picks, which, you know, people scoffed at, but then they started reeling in all the free agents and stuff, too. Um, and kind of were a hated team for that. People hated them for being good and popular. Um, but yeah, he was, I don't know, kind of the face of that franchise, so to speak. Um, but yes, uh, congrats to Jericho for finally getting in. Uh, and then Hulk Hogan, who only retired five seasons ago, um, but I know TXC often um, feels fisted anally by a circus monkey uh, every season that he's not inducted. And this season he did. Um, and looking at his stats, very solid player. I wasn't here for that, but, you know, good job. Uh, and speaking of being fisted anally by a circus monkey... Uh, Muffins was inducted as a builder into the Hall of Fame, which, yeah, I feel like that's probably, it's probably overdue, eh? I guess all he had to do is rejoin the old boys club and get into those board of governors. Only once you're in the bog will the bog consider you as a builder. So pro tip for anyone who wants to hit up the builder hoff. Um... And yeah, and if you're in the hoff, that uh, qualifies you as a popular member. So, yeah, be sure to check out my Popularity Masterclass um, if you want more information on that. Now let's get into, let's get into some actual hockey here. Uh, fuck, fuck all these uh, administrative things that people voted on and people stepping down and shit. I want to get into the meat. I want to eat some meat. Actually, I did have a very delicious steak supper a mere hour or two ago. Fuck me, it's already 9 o'clock. All right. No, wait, just kidding. I just noticed the VHL draft lottery happened. I didn't notice that the draft lottery tournament happened. Did it happen? Is this real life? Yeah, it sure did. Josh simmed that, like, fucking ten days ago. Um, and, yeah, Helsinki won <laughs> the I got first overall with their 20% chance. Uh, and I don't know what the modified chances would have been after that, but New York managed to move up from 5th overall to 3rd overall. Um, so, comically, Toronto, who had a collective, oh, near 50, no, yeah, near 40 or so, whatever, 
whatever 25 plus 17.5% is, uh, chance to win a lottery, they won neither. So, you know, not congrats to Toronto. But they've got, uh, they've got second and fourth overall, which admittedly, I think this draft is kind of deep enough. Like, what do you even do? Like, uh, who is saying this? I was listening to a different podcast recently. I think it was uh, Tate's. And he's like, I honestly don't even know what you would do with first overall in this season. And I think I would agree with that notion. Uh, admittedly, it's been a while since I've looked at the draft list. I'm pretty sure Javier Bouberry uh, is kind of the number one prospect in terms of TPE. Uh, but I'm not sure what kind of the need is for goaltending necessarily at the moment. Um, and you know what? Maybe I'll learn. Maybe I'll find out. Let's this this podcast. I'm taking a left turn. Fuck talking about hockey games. I'm going to talk about the upcoming draft, um, and you know the first the first six picks. Maybe we'll see. Let's take a look at these lottery picks, perhaps. So looking at the draft board, uh, we've got the Titans at first overall, as we mentioned. The Legion at second overall. The Wranglers at third overall with a pick they just traded for um, by giving away, they, yeah, Calgary sold. Maybe I'll get into that later, but in case I don't, Calgary sold this season, it would appear. They traded off Luke Thornton and Cowboy Prout, which I guess isn't a total sell, but probably is. <clears throat> Excuse my squeak. Uh, then Toronto has fourth and fifth overall. Uh, so they're pretty top-heavy on picks. They just picked up fifth overall from London. They traded up and gave up their own first-round pick, which was 10th overall, and then two second-round picks, which I believe were 20th and 25th overall. So I will be quite interested to see what happens with that. Uh, then rounding out our top six, we've got Vancouver. I nearly called them Quebec. Because, um, you know, that logo still means Quebec to me. So let's look at a few of our, let's look at our top 10 prospects in terms of TPE, perhaps. Yeah, 10's a nice number. Um, so actually at number one, actually it's tied. So um, Nikon Axis player Corey Kitson, a defenseman, uh, and Javier Bouberry, Cowboy America's player, both have 355 TPE right now, which is pretty wild. Um, not super far behind them are Matty Fire and Vinny Detroit, which is Matty Ice and Das Boots player respectively. They have 340 and 339. Um, and then behind them, we've got Dollar and a Dreams new player. It's, oh yeah, uh, Matty Fire's a centerman, Vinny Detroit's a left wing. Uh, then behind them, we've got another couple forwards, Saku Katakoivu. Uh, Dollar and a Dreams player, and Kyle Peace, Peace's player. Um, then behind them at 7 and 8, we've got Dill's defense, two defensemen, Hari Singh Nalwa from, I don't know what country that is. Wait, yes I do. I think that's Saudi Arabia. No, wait, Emirates. I don't know. Um, and then Alessandro Nano, which is a Leapsman's Italian player. And then rounding out the top 10 for TPE at 287 and 286, respectively, is Oscar Lindbergh and David Davis, Doomsday and Josh's player. Um, 
so yeah as far as tpe goes i would say i would go as far to say that the top five is a wash the top four for sure um there's only a 16 tpe gap between vinnie detroit and Corey kitson um and then after that there's another 11 tpe to dollar dreams player uh and then another 11 to peace and then a 21 drop to to dill so um yeah so let's and interestingly enough actually you've got all four <laughs> the top four players in tpe are all different positions so you have a defenseman a goalie a centerman and a left winger uh so yeah this is <laughs> top four is definitely going to come down to positional need and i wonder i'm wondering why toronto may be traded up i suppose they're probably wanting to capitalize on all this diversity are they hoping to get i don't know one of each of them um i think i'm assuming i'm assuming they have nothing right now so i'm assuming they really want booberry and i'm curious if helsinki is going to want him too so let's look into that so looking at Helsinki's roster, they are about as barren as any team, to be honest. Um, yeah, they're I suppose I suppose the least need they have is on forward, which isn't saying a lot. They've got Vats player Gustavslav Nasharov as kind of their top forward, and then they've got Jonathan Ori moving up, um, rookie seven or was he a rookie? This he probably was actually. Um, but anyway, Jonathan Norrie is up there. Uh, other than that, they don't have a lot of big Pluto. I suppose I should, would be remiss to not um, mention Magnus Verlander, JBZ's player, um, as a 541 TPA forward. Uh, just seven, season 76, so he's not terribly old. He's earning at a pretty reasonable rate there. All forwards. Uh, on defense, they're definitely hurting quite a bit uh their top defenseman tpa wise and this is before depreciation probably i'm not really sure uh their top two defensemen are micah adrian who's a season 73 so i think this will be his last season a very old man uh, and then season 75 gustav hillarmarson uh mclovin's player and yeah other than that they got Damien Salducci is pretty young yet and developing. Um, yeah, these are kind of the notable guys. And they have a need on goalie, too, is what I'm really working up to. Currently, they have Trent Gibson, but he's at 450 TP as a season 75. He's probably not a long-term solution. He's already halfway through his career. Um, and, you know, Booberry would be one season away from catching up to him TPA-wise. Um, so I don't see them not taking as a double negative, but I'm assuming they're going to take Booberry. Uh, I think they would be remiss not to. Uh, and if not, yeah, I think they're taking the two. <laughs> if for whatever reason they didn't take Booberry, I don't know, maybe they'd have their eyes on a different goalie deeper in the draft, but barring that, I suppose they could take Kitson. Um, as they could use some additional help on defense. Um, but frankly, I mean, Matty Fire wouldn't be a bad pick either. Uh, I think people tend to rate forwards a little higher than defensemen, which is, I don't know, 
fair, I suppose, but you do, you can't really be short on any position. Um, that being said, they do have quite a few forwards just in general, and I don't know if probably literally four of these dudes could be in the VHLE this year, so um, they're perhaps not as deep as it would appear. Um, and then, yeah, jumping on over to Toronto, they have literally no defenseman, literally no goaltender, uh, literally only one prospect who is inactive. Um, and they're pretty solid at forward. They've got Asher Reinhardt and Lester Green yet, but Lester Green is old, and Vic Fairchild, um, and four other dudes, um, kind of appear to be welfare players. Um... So you know what, they're they're okay on forward. They would also be, <laughs> I think they'll also be fine with either Booberry or Nikonax's player. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see who, it, so yeah, I mentioned Doomsday's player would be the next. Actually, yeah, both Doomsday and Josh, both goaltenders. I didn't mention that earlier. Um, but two first-round goaltenders. I'm really, I, I gotta look at this top six even closer, because I'm wondering why Toronto would have traded up. Because, um, yeah, just looking TPA-wise, uh, you know, Doom and Josh would be going, like, ninth or 10th overall, which is what their original pick was, I'm pretty sure, right? Am I crazy? Am I crazy here? What's going on? Where the fuck's my thingy? There we go. Uh, yeah, legit, they had 10th overall, and they traded it, and they'll need a goalie, and they're probably... Oh, maybe they know something I don't. Maybe they know that... Uh, Helsinki's going to take Nike and X, um, even though he's Vancouver's assistant GM. So I don't see any particular connection there, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm kind of assuming. Uh, it's tough to say, really. Yeah, I, you know what? Fuck the top six. Let's analyze all of this. I want to know where Davis and Doom are going. Uh, starting with Calgary at third overall, they are. They have they actually have a solid forward core still. They could still be pretty competitive this year. I don't know what they're planning on doing necessarily. I suppose this isn't a full rebuild yet. Um, but their forward core, which is nothing to sneeze at, you know, I'm gonna say it has an average TPA of 700, honestly. Which again, that's two full lines of 700. That is not anything to fuck around with. Their youngest dude is Steve Eso at season 70, or oldest rather is, is Nathan. Actually, they got three season 75 guys, but still, like that's fine. Um, and same with on goal. Yeah, they have a lot of season 75 players. They traded for Clemasteris, and they've got him for two more seasons. So they don't have an immediate need for a goaltender. They do have an immediate need for defensemen. Um, but I don't think they're def I don't think they're getting Kitson, um, meaning that the next best available defenseman would be Nalwa Nano. That's that's fun to say. Uh, but they're kind of you know down a strata from the top four I was mentioning earlier. If anything, they should have been the ones trading down uh, to fucking whatever pick. Um, yeah, with Toronto, but. Um, yeah, well, I could see them needing a goalie for the f relatively, like, for the future. Uh, I don't think picking one at third overall is their best bet. And honestly, even if they did trade down, I think they should still rather trade down for a defenseman, like, a, and just, you know, 
gamble on grabbing a goalie next season. They do have New York's first, so it's hardly out of the question. Um, yeah, I. so in conclusion, I don't see Toronto snatching up a goalie in the first round. Did I say Toronto? I meant Calgary. So then we have all these Toronto picks, and the next non-Toronto team is Vancouver at 6 overall, which I'd say is now you're kind of in the range where you could consider taking, you know, a defenseman or a goalie if it called for it. And, yeah, um, again, Vancouver's another one of these teams who kind of need everything. Uh, they got two very good forwards last season, though, in the draft. Um, and... They could probably, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they could use help pretty much anywhere, um, including goalie. Uh, they did have a solution with Ike Van Giersenberg, uh, Enigmatics player, but she's been a little bit inactive lately. Uh, she hasn't even claimed welfare for the last couple of weeks. Uh, her last point task was on theme week. So her activity's slipping a little bit here, um, a little bit spotty. So they might need to be looking at another goaltending solution after, you know, Marcus Emerson Jr. retires, which uh, is imminent. He is a season 74 player. Um, so mark Vancouver as a team that I could see taking a goalie. Um, at their sixth overall pick there. So next up in the draft at seventh overall, I believe. Yes, we have the Prague Phantoms, who is, you know, you look at their team page and they look, you know, pretty solid, but if you look at their finance page, they are a team on the verge of imploding. Uh, half their forwards are pending UFAs. Um, their goaltender is in their Greycar Griero Falcon is in their last season, and they have two defensemen. Um, two very good defensemen, but two defensemen. Uh, so, and I thought, wait, wasn't Nathan Powers just traded or no? Was he traded to them or from them? Is this up to date? No, I was thinking of AW13, not JBC123 or whatever. My mistake. Anyway, Prague is yet another team that could use pretty much anyone, anywhere, um, so mark them down as another team who needs a goalie, and therefore mark that down as I think I can understand why <laughs> Toronto decided to trade up to fifth overall. I do think they are going to take a goalie with one of those picks. Uh, that being said, I'm still going to look at uh, Re or Seattle and Riga. They're the last two teams here. And I can tell you right now, Seattle doesn't need a goalie because they got Ra Ra Rasputin. As aging and shitty as he is. Um, damn, actually, fucking Seattle got torn up a little bit here. Uh, they got, are they going to rebuild? Probably, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, actually, are they going to rebuild? I was just kind of saying that jokingly, but that really depends on uh, free agency here, doesn't it? Because uh, Campbell's old and dying. Kind of not quite dying, but not, not her full self. And I don't know, yeah, they got Razor. Yeah, they're th they've thinned out significantly, um, and they got not really anything in the prospect. Literally, oh wait, here we go. Oh, they have MM Flex. Okay, they don't really need a goalie then. Why isn't that showing up on the roster? 
at any rate, we can speculate about Seattle at a future date. For now, um, they don't need a goalie. <laughs> they have two perfectly capable goalies. And then finally, what did I say, Riga? Riga does in fact need a goalie. <laughs> they literally don't have any goalie. They have two goalie prospects, but they are inactive entirely. Um, actually, pretty much all their prospects are inactive. It's really too bad. I quite like Riga. They are currently a very good team um, still, despite not having a goalie. Uh, Red has a 1,003 uh, applied TPA. I think it was him who said he kind of regretted that because he's about to get dick-punched by, uh, by depreciation. But yeah, I can see Riga trading for the goalie in the very near future. Do they have the draft picks for such a thing? I mean, they got their first round right here, and fuck, so many. Well, I got two firsts next season, so I don't know. I think they can probably cough one of those up for a goalie in the immediate future. And, um, I mean, <laughs> they could trade uh, trade back for Hedgehog, to be certain. Um, I don't know about trade back, but Hedgehog could, uh, you know, trade for his own player. <laughs> Potentially, I don't. I actually don't know if Calgary's selling or not. But I mean, Seattle might. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, I don't. I mean, they sure would probably <laughs> draft a goalie if they could. Um, but I think I've established that they are not getting one of those top three goalies at the very least. So, in conclusion, I understand why Toronto <laughs> traded up now. Uh, those goalies slided for 8th and ninth probably would not have fallen to 10th overall. So good job, Peace. And for those of you wondering, the goalie prospect pool does thin out considerably um, after Davis and the other D-face there. Um, the next highest TPA goaltender is... Oh, wait. I almost said that. I almost read the incorrect goalie. The Red Menace uh, from user Nick Sunderbrutch. And Nick was uh, started. He's been he's been clicking the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, he's or sorry, they've been on welfare. Um, yeah, three weeks in a row now. But they were doing uh, you know media spots pretty consistently before that. So I'd say they're a bit of a wild card. Um, but definitely not going in the first round. Um, yeah, not quite the not quite the caliber of, of someone like Josh or Doomsday. Known, known old men, not new people. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I got to say about that. That's what our top six is looking like. And once you know, we're thirty minutes in. I. Uh, I'd hate to do it, but I kind of feel like I should call it right here, to be honest, just because I'm tired. I'm actually, here's the thing, I'm going on uh, vacation here soon. Um, I'm taking days off, taking like 10 or so days off work. Um, and on one of those days off, I'm working. But tomorrow I got to, I'm going to try and leave work early, and I'm going to pack up this camper and bring it back to Saskatoon. And then I'm going to Winnipeg which is a nine-hour drive from Saskatoon to, to visit a friend who's a new homeowner. Um, 
and therefore I'm going to be rather inactive myself um, over the next week. Uh, and yeah, I've, I've I got I got I got to go to bed. So fuck, I really want to talk about the junior tournament. And you know what? I am. I am going to talk about it. I think. But before I do that, I went onto Discord to find the games, and I found out Dakota Lamb has over th it's 13,300 hours in Eastside Hockey Manager. How is that even possible? <laughs> That's gotta, there's got to be idle time in there, right? Dakota, get a fucking job. Alright, so, pulling up the quote-unquote regular season, or I guess round-robin uh, standings... <laughs> The Warriors were absolutely dominant in this tournament. Uh, they went 10-1 and one and have 21 points. Uh, and the rest of the teams, the Royals had 10 points, the Brigade had 9, and the Steel had 8. So this is definitely the Warriors' playoffs to lose. Um, and let's, uh, actually, yeah, let's highlight some of the... Uh, some of the standout players, I think, from, from this tournament. So interestingly enough, the leading scorer was not on the Warriors, but was on the Steel. It was Bradley Buzzer, which is the user Where Buzzing's player. Um, he got 13 goals and 15 assists uh, for 28 points to lead the tournament. Also minus eight, <laughs> which is comical. Um, yeah, that was the most uh, points in the regular season. Uh, second was Cameron Elsby's, that's Spence King's new player. Uh, and a defenseman, which is impressive. So he had 26 points and 20 assists. That uh, 20 assists was enough to lead the tournament. Um, leading the tournament in goals appears to be Coyote. Holy fuck. From the brigade, Coyote Karyalainen. Yeah, nailed that. And that is the player belonging to... It's a right winger belonging to Unkempt CL4, PTP. Uh, who I guess is Bobo's friend. So welcome back. He joined... They joined. Uh, no, he joined. I was right the first time. Um, <laughs> last year. Uh, just over a year ago. So, yeah. I guess welcome back. And your player's fucking killing it right now. Uh, it's worth mentioning that Norris Sirwa, which is Gel Idiot's uh, player, was the only person to get a shorthanded goal uh, in the round robin, and probably the whole tournament so far. Uh, Norris played for the Royals, uh, and also from the Royals is Biggie Cheese, who played the most minutes in the tournament, was a workhorse defenseman. Uh, Biggie Cheese is... Um, Ferk's player. Ah, I mentioned Ferk. God damn it. Hi, Ferk. Fucking loser. Uh, leading the tournament in hits was Martin Septka, who is uh, Dus7Wise. Dussy, perhaps, uh, is player. Uh, and they just joined uh, on August 27th. So, welcome. Welcome all. We're the new train. Welcome, Dussy. Um, and, you know. Congrats on leading in the hits. That's, uh, you know, there's lots of players in this tournament. Uh, and it's good to be number one. Um, Austin Tobaker and Harkat Mulds of the Brigade and the Steel, respectively, both had nine game point streaks uh, to end the tournament with. 
so that is definitely nothing to sneeze at. Uh, those members are, of course, Domino Draws and Highlands. Once again, not new members, um, because Domino is a returning member, but Highlands, gosh, fuck him. Not even going to add him, just fuck him. <laughs> oh, goodness. And, of course, uh, I'll just jump right on over to the goaltending. To no surprise, uh, the top goaltender in the tournament was the Red Menace, the Warriors goaltender. The only goaltender with over, uh, you know, 900 save percentage. Uh, 917, which is incredibly impressive. Also the only goaltender with under four goals against average with a 343. The next best was well, pretty much just five. Uh, and it's no surprise it's the only goalie with a shutout. So, uh, I take it back, <laughs> Nick. You are obviously unreal. Um, now let's look at, and playoffs have started now too. I don't know how long they're going to take, but let's see how it's going so far. So despite the Warriors' dominance in the regular season, they are currently on the ropes, or possibly eliminated. I don't know if these are seven-game series or not. And I've just checked, they are not. So the Warriors got eliminated in four games by the Steel, despite the fact they lost only one game in the whole tournament. Um... The Steel took them out pretty pretty handily. Uh, they split the decision in the first game, or the first day that was simmed. Uh, but then the Steel got two 5-7 decisions on them in a row. So, shit. Congratulations, Steel. Uh, meanwhile, the Brigade were playing the Royals. Um, and the Brigade took the first two games and then finished them off on day two. Um... I might have said that backwards. The Royals won the first two games and finished them off on day two. Uh, so it'll be the Royals moving on um, to face uh, the Steel. Let's see here. Uh, the A semi. So yeah, seed one versus seed four. Um, yeah, the winners play each other. Then the losers play each other. And then... The oh I see and then yeah there's like a bronze round um so yeah or whatever so <laughs> presumably yeah the winners will play the winners the losers will play the losers and then the winners of the losers will play the losers of the winners um and that'll be bronze I guess uh so let's see who's our playoff performers real fast real fast just want to see who the performers are. Uh, so leading the playoffs in points so far in four games are Biggie Cheese. Well, Biggie Cheese is leading with 10 points, 5 goals, 5 assists. You're very impressive for good job. Uh, but Biggie's on the Royals, as I may have mentioned earlier. But also performing very well for the Royals is Finn Davis. That's at Mint, um, a centerman who is definitely playing the role of uh, playmaking centerman. Uh, has one goal and eight assists. Uh, who also has one goal in eight assists is 9LQ Pro from the Steel. And that is... I said 9LQ earlier. I think it's supposed to be 9IQ. <laughs> but the user 9IQ version 2. Um, so yeah, we've got some big performers from the Steel and the Royals. Fittingly enough, they are the teams that are facing off each other who have moved on to the true semifinals, if you will.
And <laughs> something I do need to point out and highlight, and this is not observable at any other position, but there are only seven centermen who have got a point <laughs> in the playoffs so far. Um, and I know there hasn't been a lot of games, but... I mean, even, you know, at least 10 defensemen have got points, and at least 10 right-wingers, and so on and so forth. Uh, but just seven <laughs> centermen have managed to uh, score, and two of them are in the top three scoring. So, yeah, make of that what you will. Uh, I'm interested to see who's kind of leading the way for the goalies now that the Red Menace has been humbled. In fact, the Red Menace is doing the poorest in the playoffs uh and royals goalie ali de abes um is leading by a fair bit with a 919 save percentage if i'm not mistaken yeah ali d ali de abs ali de ali de abes ada um is the next highest tpa goalie prospect or tpe goalie prospect if you will and that is viper vipes Player. So, I mean, that's another solid option uh, for teams needing goalies uh, if they fall into the second or third round or wherever uh, wherever they end up going. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the junior tournament thus far. I think it's been taking a little bit to get through just because, A, there's been such a stream of people joining it, and B... Um, these aren't these aren't your veteran simmers running this tournament. These are just some very wonderful volunteers. And actually, yeah, I should shut out um, a few people. A Dom Domg, as I like to call him, for kind of organizing this. Uh, definitely got to shout out Zetterberg, not because he's a piece of shit, but because he's simming and he's doing a very good job and he's a very good member. So thank you, Zetterberg. Also, big thanks to Mexican Cow, who maybe is also simming. I'm not really sure what the fuck's going on here. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure Mexican Cow is Zetterberg. Now I think about it, they are suspiciously both the simmers, both Reinhardts. Both have, <laughs> both have the Mexican Cow profile picture on Discord. Clearly, I'm not the only one who is, uh, who's made this accusation. In fact, I'm starting to doubt that Mexican Cow even is a simmer. He's probably just, you know, stealing Zetterberg Summer. So they are just more and more the same the same person. Um, so, yeah. And I suppose I want to shout out the GMs, too. But I'm not going to. Fuck the GMs. Except for Moon. Moon's good shit. I'll shout out Moon. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's all I got for you for the World Juniors coverage. Um, and I am going <laughs> to I'm going to do the dirty thing and draw this out 2 minutes to get that final claim in. Not that that should be a problem. I am a serial talker. And what better to talk about than cereal? Uh, I have here next to me a box of Chips Ahoy by the brand Post. <laughs> uh this, this, I don't typically buy, like, weird sugary cereals like that. Like, I went my whole life without trying uh, Chocula or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, or Fruity Pebbles or Trix, even. I, I Actually, I'm pretty sure the first time I had Trix was also this year. Uh, so, yeah, my parents never let me have sugary cereal, like, super sugary cereal. The, the highest threshold they would go is, like, Fruit Loops and Captain Crunch. Um, 
but the shit that's not even hiding the fact that it's not breakfast cereal, such as fucking Cookie Crisp or Chips Ahoy or whatever, uh, that was a no-go. Um, and to be fair, this does say it's a new cookie cereal flavor in the top right corner, so maybe this is a recent cereal. Anyway, I bought it to try it out because it was on sale, and it's... I don't really I don't really like sugars. I don't know why I decided to do this. Because um, it's not... They're never my favorite, and this one's not my favorite. Uh, like, it's okay. Like, you get used to it, but I would probably just much rather have Corn Pops, to be honest. Um, corn pops might be my top tier cereal. Oh, you know what? Let's do this. At three papow. Uh, you could do a cereal tier list. I think that would be okay. But for the love of God, like keep it to like 20 to 30 cereals or something like that. It does not need to drag out. Um, but mind you, maybe you people aren't, aren't cereal people. And here I said I wasn't going to tag Highlands, but here I am tagging him anyway. Mother of God. So that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening if you did. Um, and yeah, after this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a chode soda on the road. Hey, that rhymed. I should call it a road soda. A road chode. Hey, yeah, chode road? Whatever. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'll go over some of the trade. Who the fuck knows? I don't know what I'm talking about tomorrow. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Um... But needless to say, I have like 12 to 13 hours of driving ahead of me tomorrow. I'm not going to do all of it tomorrow. I'm probably going to pull into a ditch and nap for a few hours. Um, but yeah, I'll be recording and posting a podcast in that time. So again, thanks for listening. If you didn't, go fuck yourself. Uh, enjoy the rest of this crazy ass beat. Whoop, 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 who